Welcome to the Biohacker's Guide for Women Only. You are listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Woman. I am Jessica Fernandez-Cruz. And I am Yen B. Trung. Life extension, longevity, biotech, digital health technology, and prevention are all the fields of health that we've been working in for over 15 years. We've worked alongside world-renowned physicians, Nobel laureates, experts, and top biohackers. We were at the forefront of a lot of the science that is being used today for biohacking. Our mission is to bring to you all this knowledge and information and create a biohacking community for women. Join us today on our journey into biohacking our bodies. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome, Wonder Women. Here we are again, finally. It's been a while since we last recorded, Yavvi. But, you know, I think there's one thing that we're trying to take care of, and that is not letting our lives become too stressful. So we decide to take care of ourselves before anything else. And this is, I think, the lesson that we sort of want to share with everybody on how to organize your life in a way so that you can understand when there's too much stress, what kind of stress, and how this affects your longevity. So we thought, you know what, maybe this is the subject for today. We got to share our experience and, and our knowledge also for what requires, what is required, right? So Yemvi, I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah, I think it, it can help a lot of people. It relates, you know, a lot of people can relate with today's conversation on stress, how you think about stress, how, to, how you identify stress, and especially as women who are you know, high achievers, um, go, go, go. A lot of times we don't identify that we're under stress. And so you and I've had people ask, you haven't had a couple episodes lately. I mean, that could put a lot of stress on us just thinking, oh no, we're not meeting people's expectations, but how do you get yourself to a position where your mind allows you and your bot, your, that you don't get under stress under what your expectations are as well. And so I think that's a great topic for today is mindset. It plays a big role always, but awareness and identification is a, a big piece of knowing how to stabilize and knowing how to balance so that you're not always under stress and getting to a point where you're fatigued or you're sick or you, you know, you're, you're burning out. Wow. That is so beautifully said because it's true that I think I mean, I'm, I'm trying to rewind a little bit to a period in my life where I was probably very stressed and I didn't notice that I was. And looking back, I can perfectly see right now that that was stress. And that was the what's called the use stress, which is the, the negative stress, the stress that harms your body. And I didn't know that because I thought, you know, I had to achieve. I was focused on on my work. I was focused on creating something for my life. But the one thing I think today we should try to address is you can do that and take care of yourself at the same time and make sure that you are just taking care of your the type of stress that you allow into your life, right? Sorry, I, I said it wrong. The you stress is the good stress. The dis de-stress is the is the bad stress. And I had a lot of de-stress at that time. Right now, I am very aware and I can see the difference between the you stress and the de-stress and make sure that when I do things like today, I've had a lot of things on my calendar and I was like, okay, now I have the podcast. I make sure that I jump into it with enthusiasm and that nice stress, that fun stress, instead of that, feeling, oh my God, I cannot make it on time. 
which is also the reason why we decided to take a little break on recording the podcast and give ourselves that space to say, okay, put your life in order again, and we'll get back to it. It's uh, both you and I have a lot going on, you know, with our own growth of our businesses and our the opportunities we have and whatnot. And so we're doing this podcast because we, we have a lot of fun. You and I have this conversation and we have a lot of learnings and knowledge and experience that we would love to share with our audience so that they can learn from us and learn from our experiences. And so, you know, our why is there. And so when, when you have a why and you do certain things, you always go back to it. And, but, but you have to understand what your expectations for yourselves are. And then, and know how to separate your expectation versus other people's expectation. It starts with the mind. And, and there, there are, you know, the, the word is stress. And we don't want to say that stress is bad. Stress is great as well, especially when it's, it helps you grow. It, it's like if you work out any muscle, you put stress under your, bo- your body, your bones, and your bones get stronger, your muscles get stronger. So the right type of stress allows you to grow, right? But the wrong stress, the toxic stress the environmental stress, those are the things that will you will break you down. And so how do I identify, how do we identify the wrong stress? And how do we know when we're in that position of the wrong stress? And I think that's where a lot of people can relate to this because when you're in it, you just don't know. And you become, I don't want to say the word complacent, but you become almost mute to it. You don't realize that because it's so consistent every single day. It's almost like it's part of your life and you don't realize yet your mental, your mindfulness, everything just starts breaking down little by little every day as you're still a part of this mental stress, this agony, this suffering. Um, it's a, it's a, a breaking down every single day and you just don't feel it until one day you, you literally just break down. And so how do we, how do we, identify that maybe Jessica you can share how would you identify when you're in a situation and all of a sudden you need a breakthrough or a wake-up call almost right something has to break the pattern for you to be like oh wait this is not right and a lot of times for people it's the break the breakdown the mental breakdown the agony the anguish that's when they realize that they've been in it the whole time for me, I think one of the, the signs that it's been too long in that negative stress and that dis- de-stress, it has to do with the fact that you cannot take well different like moments where people jump in and say something to you or you're being, somebody gives you an opinion or feedback and you cannot sustain that. You start noticing how things get more difficult to live with. Like normally, if you are in a in a healthy state and you you in general are living from that you stress where you're like excited to do something, you're pushing yourself, you feel that growth. If I come in and I say, "Yummy, I have some feedback for you," because I'm not sure that I don't know uh, the product that you just created is is the, as great as you think it is or stuff, you wouldn't feel as affected. You'd be okay. Thank you for your feedback. Or maybe for a moment be like, ah, but you'd keep going. But when that's when you have that negative stress in you, that means you've been having some ruminating thoughts. You've been having pretty negative thoughts about the future. So you think you cannot make it. You're late. They're going to do something to you. And that's happening like day by day by day. If I come to you and I say, Yanvi, I'm not sure about that new product that you just launched. You get angry. You feel like you cannot take it anymore. And that is a part that I feel we need to recognize very quickly, because if you're in a healthy spot, when people give you feedback, 
you can take feedback very well. The less you can take that, the more ruminating thoughts you have in you and you're creating that stress. You're, you're basically very tightly wound, right? And you're always in a reactive state as opposed, as opposed to a responsive state. And so that's, that's, what, that, that's a really great identification is that if you're always reactive to, to feedback or you're always reactive to whatever situation comes about that day, you're already very tightly wound. And there's also, I think, a factor that we, we need to recognize is how we think, because we don't, you know, we don't stop and see what goes on in our mind. So we just think we want to achieve that. And that, that's the whole goal. And whatever happens in the middle doesn't matter. But it does matter. I want to make a reference to a book that if you guys want to know about longevity, I think is worth reading because it speaks a lot about this, how important stress is for longevity. It's probably the number one factor when it refers to cellular aging, the telomere aging that you and I know so well. And it's a book called The Telomere Effect. It's by the Nobel Prize winner Elizabeth Blackburn and Elisa Ippel. And those are, uh, we will put that on our Facebook group too. So if you guys are on our Facebook group, The Art of Becoming Wonder Women, you'll find the link to the book. And I highly recommend to read this if this is something that you need to work on because the book describes really well what causes the stress, how that specific mindset is the trigger for that stress. It's not so much what's happening around you, but very much how you handle what's going on and how much you take, which is where you and I made this change, right? So let's let's identify with the audience what telomeres are exactly. And Jessica has a lot of knowledge in this because that's one of her companies that she was a part of, a biotech company that measured telomere length. And so if you want to, you know, identify, let the audience know what telomeres are and how it relates to stress and, and aging and what we're talking about today. So we had a great conversation with Marcella Young. If you guys, when we finish talking about telomeres today, if this is something you're interested in, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the conversation with Dr. Marcella Young, because she then gave us a lot of tips on how to work on our health on a broader perspective, right? And speaking about telomeres as well. So if this subject is interesting to you, go back to that podcast as well. So telomeres very briefly are the part of the chromosome that protects the chromosome. The whole purpose of the telomere is so that uh, it will protect our DNA. And that has to do with what triggers diseases in us. So it's important to protect our DNA. Now the telomere, as the cell reproduces, becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. And at a certain point, it's so short that the cell is very wise and it knows that it has to stop reproducing because it becomes dangerous for the cell to be exposed. The thing is that there are things that we do, and stress would be the number one factor, that cause our telomeres to shorten quicker. And we don't want that because the shorter the telomeres, the quicker we are aging and the unhealthier we will be because we are creating that risk of chronic diseases is now open because our telomeres are so short. So what we need to realize is that these decisions, what you and I decide when we say, you know what, we need to put our podcast on hold for a week and come back next week. We're actually making a decision to keep our telomeres long and healthy. And I like to say this because I, I use that reference a lot. Like, does this lengthen or shorten my telomeres? Is this good or bad for my telomeres? 
And that helps me connect with the whole concept of my mindset, my stress, and my body. And I like to think of it from, because I, I think about cellular optimization quite a bit, right? And that's the whole premise of, of BitThis, my company, is cell, how do you make sure that your cell is nourished, right? Because when your cells are healthy, they don't start dividing. They don't die and then divide and make new cells because they're healthy and they're operating, they're efficient. But every time you damage it, and remember, we're our whole being everything about us are made of cells from your hair to our stomach to our skin to every part of our body are made of cells right so every time we damage it whether it's physical from the sunburns whether we drink alcohol and we're damaging our liver cells whatever we do stress in our body oxidative stress uh, free radicals in the body and when when we're stressed from a mental anguish or a mindset stress it creates hormones that go up and increases inflammation in the body and so, for example, cortisol, which is a great fight or flight hormone, but when it's elevated, you know, always stress with that hormone, it causes inflammation in the body and it starts breaking down tissues and other parts of the body. And when those parts start to break down, your cells have to divide because you're killing your cells and they divide. And every time that those cells divide, your telomeres get shorter and shorter, ex exposing your DNA. And I don't want to nerd out too much, but one of the things I remember when we were working with lifelink with on telomeres you know a lot of research was around when your telomeres are too short and your dna is exposed they can fuse together and actually become mutated and become cancer cells so if you have a an interest in learning on cell optimization and cancer and stress that that's really the end being of too much stress in the body shortening your cells and then your cells having damaged DNA, exposing you to possible cancer cells, right? And so th these are all, you know, the nerd aspect of... of <laughs> but there's, I would add another nerd aspect here because this is um, so that for pe people who are hearing about telomeres today for the first time, there's an enzyme that's called telomerase. And this enzyme is the one that can lengthen telomeres. Now, we don't produce this enzyme naturally, only in the case of cancer cells. And cancer cells are therefore immortal cells because their telomeres are always long. So this is very interesting as well to realize that, you know, when we trigger these changes in our telomeres, there's a lot going on there that we can prevent when we make the decision to work on our mindset. I mean, how incredible is it that you work on one thing like that and you can change your whole body. And I want to also emphasize this. You, you, you spoke about the cortisol that we um, activate when we go through the de-stress, that negative stress. And here is the big difference. When you go through eustress, which is the, let's say, the more optimistic kind of stress where I want to achieve things and do things and I'm excited, then I'm activating endorphins. I'm activating dopamine. And those are all the kind of hormones that we want to activate that are good for our bodies. So it's a huge difference between one and the other. And the one that, that creates the, the de-stress is also the one that's going to trigger all kinds of cardiac problems. You'll feel very fatigated, very tired and it tends to go towards depression because you you create this unstable chemistry in you that creates even depression. The extreme stress goes into depression, that burnout feeling that we all know well. I mean, I think if I look back to my times when I was working as an executive, I definitely feel that at a point I was burned out. 
I've had a couple of occasions where, you know, where I, I know that the environment is toxic and I'm a very optimistic person, but when, when I know that I need to leave or when I, that is not right for me is when I cannot see my future. Right. When I lay there, because usually I'm just fatigued. I'm not excited about my day. Right. And I'll wake up and it's another, oh my gosh, I have to start the day again with this. Right. Sometimes, you know, there's the obvious stress where you're just running and you're like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. And then there, there are the breakdowns where you've been in it for too long and it's been part of your life that you can't identify. And then now when I look back, you know, the obvious was when I, I couldn't see my future. When I couldn't see an optimism in my future, I couldn't see what my life looked like, right? Right now, if you ask me what my life looks like is going to look like in five years, I already have a picture and a vision because I'm building towards something and it's optimistic, it's exciting. Am I stressed? Yeah, I have very good stress of growth, right? With my businesses and with, with everything we're doing, right? And so I can see a path to my future. When I'm in an environment where every day I'm, I'm being broken down and I'm, I don't notice it, I don't see a future. It's almost a limited because there is no optimization. So if we think about it from a mindset perspective, from an awareness perspective, are you able to sit and see what your future looks like in the same environment? Or do you see the same pitch like environment that you're in today and and you ask yourself can i still do this five years from now do i want to do this five years from now and that's a very clear understanding of whether you're just in the position where you're just taking it every day and you're you are being broken down every single day you just don't know it until you you're broken down right and so but now that I had a lot of opportunity to reflect on that and realize all those situations that I've been in in very high stress, but complacent, how to identify it now. And, I, I'll, you know, you never know when you're in it until you ask yourself those questions. What would you say for you that you identify in this story as those toxic like little pills or, or drops that you were having in that life where you could, you could not see that, that future, that exciting future anymore. I think it's, it's never the actual work itself. Um, you know, I've, I take all these assessments, all types of assessments, and I work with, you know, coaches and master groups and, and whatnot. And now I know so much about myself, about what I'm really good at and what I'm not good at. And it's never about the work itself the stress of deadlines and the work that I have to do. It's more of my responsiveness to the people around me within the working environment. It's, you know, and I identified that, you know, obviously previous to this, this stage of my life, I didn't work on myself and I didn't know myself well enough to know how I would respond with the environment, how people work around me. And so meaning that, in those situations when I, I am reactive, when I'm very ambitious and driven, but to me, I was so goal oriented that the people didn't matter as long as I was able to get to those goals. Right. And so that, that was a common theme in my stress level that I was a high achiever, very goal and driven it, and my interaction with people and the responsiveness around with people around me was never cultivating. And I think that's where, um, where if you look around you right now, and it's always highly reactive with the people. So that would be sort of the, the one lesson you learned that was very important, a shift, a shift for you there. 
it's the biggest lesson because we're so as high achievers, we become so objective and we forget that everything we do is for people and for the people around us, for the people that we're supplying services and products. You know, it makes me a better entrepreneur because when you look at a task and a to-do and it's a, there's a deadline, you only think about the task, but you don't think about the people that's, that's surrounding you. That's, that's going to feel your stress. That's, that's probably stress too. Right. And so you, everybody becomes reactive when they're so objective thinking. That's where I would say, if you sat down and you look at how you react to the people that surrounds you, that is stress itself. Because if you're reactive to the people around you, just like you said at the beginning, that was all of my stress was not the work itself. The work is easy. It's the people, the interaction, you know, it's all about the people. And so when you, when you really learn how to be with people, that's when everything really cultivates, including the work itself. And I want to add to that something that I learned speaking of this, that was very important, which is, you know, you have to check your belief system around it because there was one thing that I told myself all the time, this is how work is. This is work. And I had this belief. So for me, thinking of getting out of there wasn't even an option because it didn't matter wherever I was going to go. This is work, right? This was my belief. Now I had to transform the belief and understanding that there are places out there that are much better or better for me, because I'm not saying that the place where I was, was wrong. It was simply better for me to be somewhere else and to, you know, never stop trying to find it because there is a place where you're going to be perfectly fitted. That's your place. That's where you belong because the people there align with you. And I feel that we, we sometimes forget to give ourselves those opportunities to actually try out that different place, the different thing, and see how that belief system actually shifts totally. I think you and I are both the example of people who transformed their belief system by this experience of giving ourselves the opportunity. Right. And remember, in an environment, a high stress environment, you can never change people, right? You can't, it's, it's, that's not your job and you're not going to, it's your belief system, but you can only change how you respond to people, right? And so if you, if you think a person is attacking you, you're already putting yourself in a toxic environment and maybe the person is doing something that's, that's not right, but identify it. And that's something that you can't step away from because there's a lot of corporate toxicity in an environment that people are trying to get to the top, for example. And these type of things happen. I've seen it. You know, I've been, everything that's happened in the, in the past, the controversials of Me Too and women's glass ceiling and, you know, all of that. I've seen it in corporate environment, you know, with my own eyes. I've seen people make up plans to attack other people, those type of things, you know, very early in my career. And that happens. But you have to ask yourself, are you part of the, that situation? And how do you remove yourself from it? Right. Because that that's happening every day in, in, the, in, in corporate America. And so really, how, how are you responding to it? And I mean, I think it's also interesting to talk about things that help us deal with stress and actually slow down. I feel that one of the things that we don't do well enough, even biohackers, I don't know if they're as good as that for that, is slowing down. We go so fast in our lives and we're in such a hurry 
for everything, for achieving, for creating families, for being this and that. It's like everything has to happen before you're 40 and then you're 40 and then the next thing has to happen. And we create this speed that overwhelms us. And I feel that there are certain routines that once you start incorporating them into your life and you learn to slow down, you realize it gives you that that awareness of, oops, that's too much stress for me right now. I need to slow this down. Or I'm not going to go into that meeting because that one's going to harm me. I don't need that right now. I need to take care of myself. I need a moment to rest. Like We go so fast that we forget to give ourselves spaces to sit down with ourselves and listen to what our body is needing. And I, I feel that that's also something that you and I have done now really well, which is creating those morning routines or evening routines, you know, not skipping a day of exercise, even if it's mild exercise, but just always give your body a little bit of that oxygen. And it's a, I, I guess it's a routine of love really to yourself that we forget to add to our day. Yeah, I think routines are extremely important, like rituals. Right, extremely important because every time you have to process information, let's say, should I wear a red dress or a black dress today? You're using energy, you're burning energy, right? And and you'll see a lot of like the trend in Silicon Valley where they wear the same outfits every day and everything. I did that, you know, with white t-shirts and pair of jeans. Why? Because because it does take energy to think about it to think about the little minute details. And that's why the rituals, you know, it gets you in a condition. It, it primes your day. It primes, you know, what you, you, you're already ready for the day on the bigger thought processes that you need to be challenged with, right? And so you're more responsive. So, so what does your, you know, it, what does your day look like? What does your morning look like? And so this is a good takeaway for our audience right now is how do you manage stress or how do you get yourself in a position, you know, to be more responsive instead of reactive during the day? And so that so that you're not causing so much stress that you're damaging your telomeres. Right. And so for me, yes, that morning ritual is is extremely important. I have a morning ritual, you know, have my coffee, have my collagen, have my oils or whatever, right? Sit down and I plan my day. I write down everything that I'm going to do. I have a little bit of meditation in the morning and then I'm ready for the day. That morning is like, it it gets your body because your mind is already in gear. It's taken step by step. Your your body knows what to do next, right? And so when the challenges comes up, you're ready for it because you didn't waste all this energy trying to think about what outfit you should wear for the day. (laughs) You know, and that, that was very, that, you know, so a lot of chaos in the morning starts you off with chaos through the day. So when you start, you know, with wins in the morning, every single, you know, making your bed and you have these wins in the morning, it gets your day primed for more wins throughout the day. I would add to that if somebody is listening who feels that they ha- already have a lot of stress in their lives and they want to start slowing that down. The one thing that helps a lot is uh, journaling in the morning and simply sitting with yourself noticing what emotion is in you and just really write it down. Like right now I feel what? I feel anxious. I feel sad. I feel angry. You have to write it down so that you can really put that emotion like in front of you and know that you're carrying it with you so that you can also just welcome it and accept it. And in a way say, I need to function with this emotion in me. So 
that this is where you and I have this awareness where I say, hey, I have too much of this right now and I need to stop so that I can let that emotion release itself and come back, you know, to my balance. But we don't sit with our emotions enough to realize that they're there and therefore we do the work for, so that we nourish ourselves and we release that difficult emotion. So if anybody is going through that, like if you feel that you go to sleep and you're crying when you go to sleep or uh, you wake up and you have like this anxious feeling, I would say recommending really quickly, write down every morning what the emotion is, what's there, what information you get from it, and try to do something for that emotion. I like the question, what does this emotion need from me right now? Because this emotion is asking something. Yeah, and that's a really great point because journaling and then meditating, right? And I feel that a lot of people are afraid of the feelings that comes about during the meditation. One is, is you know, they, they feel like they can't do it because they're sitting there and they, they become anxious, right? But the thought process that comes through when you do it enough is the things that occurred in your life, right? And that you have to sit through those feelings or what's happening right now in your life with people and things. And you have to go through it because if you don't go through it during your meditation, you're going through it during the day and you're going to be reactive during the day to those experiences. And so a lot of times when I sit in meditation, I go through, you know, although, although people say, you know, you're not supposed to have stuff in your mind going on, but you have to go through it because so that your, your mind can clear of it because it wants to go through that process. It's happening, right? It, it is something that's holding you back. And so when you go through it, I always say to myself, when I go through those emotions or those thought process, I go, thank God I'm doing it now, right? Thank God I'm sitting here and I'm going through this now because how would I have reacted if this had happened later on? If this person said this, or if this, you know, occurred, I would have been reactive, but I'm going through this process. And I basically went through the emotions. So I don't have to go through this emotion of anger and irritability and, and sadness, later on when it, if, if it even does happen. Right. And so that's where the meditation and sitting and practicing allows you to be so responsive so that you don't have to be reactive, like as if it's happened for the first time. And also I feel that the, the answer there really is that you can resolve it. So let's say you find that you're, there's some anger in you, you know, you need to, there's something you need to resolve. You either need to talk to somebody. There's something that there's a, there's a boundary that's not being set. There's something that that emotion is telling you. So you need to listen to it as well and be like, okay, how can I resolve this? What does this need? Because we don't do that. When we're stressed, we don't do that. And then this is what happens. We start screaming at the wrong people. We start crying with the wrong person. You know, it's like this person who comes in, hey, how are you? You break down and cry. And you're like, hey, what happened? But also, I want to also give the audience in case somebody's really going through a lot of stress right now. One program that is very recommended for this and that has been studied also in telomere. So I, I definitely recommend it to anybody who feels a little bit stressed. I love this program. Like I would do it once every two months for sure, which is the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. This program is for people who have never meditated. So it doesn't matter if, you're, if you've always meditated or not. You don't have to go to this because you're, you're an expert. You go to that to actually learn different techniques that are mindfulness-based to be able to work on your stress and work on these things. So the one thing that is the, the best method here is the body scan. 
So if anybody just wants to try that out, you have body scans online. You can find them on YouTube. The best one is the one from John Kabat-Zinn, who is like the father of the mindfulness-based stress reduction program. And you have one of him on YouTube. So you would just go to John Kabat-Zinn and the body scan and just sit and do that. That is the number one exercise that is recommended to slow stress. Because meditation, if you have a lot of stress and you've never meditated, you, you won't be able to sit with it. And people get more, even more anxious with it. So you start with a body scan, which is a different thing. And then little by little, once you start releasing the stress and day by day, you can start doing other things. Or for example, mindful walking. That's another strategy. If you cannot sit with yourself yet, that's okay. Then just walk very slowly and observe every step you take. And that you'll be able to do. That won't give you that sense of, I need to get out of this. This is slow walking and just every step, feel the foot stepping on the ground. Try to feel your, your legs making the movement. That is what you want to do. So um, in case there's anybody who says, I can't meditate. Okay, but this you can do. So give this a try. <laughs> and I think it, it goes back to being present because let's say you're not doing a sitting meditation, you're walking, you're be mindful of every step. What it does is it takes your mind away from that to now, right? To here in front of me right now, my, my foot is stepping down. The other foot is picking up and stepping down, right? And it's, it's removed your mind from being in a reactive state of thinking about something that's, that's just cycling inside. And it's important to realize that this has been already studied that even finding people who meditate regularly that the telomerase is activated. I mean, this is fascinating. They did this study with Deepak Chopra. I think it was Elizabeth Blackburn and Deepak Chopra who did the study on people who were meditating and daily and for 45 minutes. And they did find in some people that the, the telomerase was even activated. So not only is it good for you, not only is it going to help you with dealing with stress, it's going to lengthen your telomeres and it's going to help you live a longer, healthier life. So it's no joke. I mean, stress, this is why we bring this as the key subject, because I'm even like, well, of course, the other thing that is terrible for telomeres and cells in general is smoking. That is the worst toxicity you can give your, your telomeres. But I guess smoking comes hand in hand with the stress, right? Like people who smoke a lot have a feeling of anxiety. The anxiety is released through the smoking. And that's why learning how to do mindfulness exercises is a way of going to breathing, which is what you do when you smoke. That's why it feels so relaxing, but without any toxicity. And the toxicity that we put into our bodies comes in so many forms and shapes, right? It's not just, uh, you know, what we eat. It really is all connected, right? And so when you start with the mind, you start realizing the other toxicity that you're either ingesting or putting yourself through. That's from a physical perspective as well. And so it always starts with the mind because once your your mind is not clouded and you don't have this, you know, blinders on, you start seeing the world differently. You start seeing the food differently. You start seeing the relationships differently. And that, you know, it, it's all connected. It all starts with how you start within, right? Within yourself. And then everything on the outside, you start, you know, putting the pieces together. And everything, I guess you also get that feeling of peace with other people because you know that it's no longer about you. For me, at least, that was one of the things that changed completely 
before, probably when people said things to me, I would take it very personally. It was hard for me to process these things. And now I know it's it's their thing that they're dealing with. So I, I don't become as affected or I look at it from a very neutral perspective. It's like so much easier and and you understand people much better. So there's like this human connection that is also happening there. So so that that level of slowing down is also allowing you for this awareness to to come to you and, and be in that in that balance and inner peace that we actually the fact I, this is probably the belief right now as I say this that I, I learn is that the fact that you're working a lot and that you're achieving a lot doesn't mean that you cannot have inner peace. There is a way to build a life where you're achieving, where you're creating, where you're being your best and feeling a sense of balance and inner peace. Yes, 1000%. It's, it's a practice and you can have a lot of things going on. You can even have chaotic things that that's going on, right? But I don't know how to explain it. It's your sense of being. It's just you you live this being of, of inner peace that the way I see everything that happens is everything happens around me, right? It's going to happen whether I'm here right now or not. It's just the world just happens, right? I'm a part of it. And how I respond to it is my choosing of response, right? It's not happening to me. I'm just in this world that of moving pieces. And I'm just grabbing at the pieces of what I'm doing and saying, what do I want to do with these pieces, right? And so you become very responsive and you get to choose your own life because these things are happening around you. They're not happening to you. They're happening around you. And so you just pick what you want from it. And then you decide, how do I want to put this together to create my own life? So that's that's just a... a just part of being and once and there's I would try to identify it but I don't know how to identify it once you have that peace inside that you it comes I don't know how to explain it it just kind of you it, it just is I don't know how to explain it you know you read it in books and I've tried reading it in books and and a lot of the, the authors will try to explain it and there's and they'll try every example and I've seen a lot of examples of trying to until you actually are there you just don't know until you practice to get there i agree I, if i would think for my for myself when i when you say this i definitely think it's the slowing down when you know that like this is the story of the bamboo right and the bamboo takes seven years until it grows so you only see the roots and it's not growing beautifully but after seven years then suddenly it starts growing very quickly. And I, I like that analogy because it shows you how, you know, things take time. And when you know that and you are okay with that, and you just know that at a moment, now it might be, you know, still the, the moment where you're still building something and then suddenly it'll grow. But if you want that growth immediately, you're not letting that, that sort of the, in this analogy, the bamboo create itself. So it's never going to grow if you don't give it the time for it to build the nutrients and the chemistry and everything it needs whoop, become this beautiful plant. And I, and I feel that those are things that we don't, our society, and that's why I say, take a step back and look, be, create that awareness because our society pushes us to go very fast, pushes us to make changes, to, to have everything like in short term, to be changing, evolving. And for me, that is toxicity in my life at least, when I feel that I'm going so fast with that society, I need to slow down. When I slow down, I'm in balance and I'm in peace as well. It's kind of like you're throwing yourself on a treadmill, 
right? And <clears throat> you're trying to keep up with the treadmill and you're putting yourself through a lot of pain and stress on a treadmill that's not stopping, right? And you just have to choose to not jump on the treadmill, that's all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or, or be aware that you're on a treadmill. I think the first thing would be, are you on a treadmill? Do you want to stay on that treadmill? Or don't you think it would be a good idea to just close the gym and maybe go outside and walk in the real world, you know, like in, in nature and that difference that... Or the empowerment is that you know that you can just press the down button and slow that treadmill down, right? That's when you're really, that's when you're really empowered, right? Is when you're on that treadmill and you know you're on the treadmill and then you know that you can press the button to reduce the speed. And that's when you have that power. I love that. That's it. So guys, if you're on the treadmill, you don't want to get off the treadmill, just slow down that speed. <laughs> and by doing that, your telomeres will be super happy and they will not shorten as quickly and then will be super healthy and live long, healthy lives, which is what Yemvi and I are trying to uh, help everybody do. So Yemvi, I think time's up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, time's up. But this was a great conversation. I hope a lot of people got um, a lot of information out of this. I think it was, you know, it touched on a lot of topics, especially stress that everybody goes through. And it's just a matter of what kind of stress is it and being aware of it at the time. Thank you so much, guys. Remember to join us on our Facebook page. You'll find us on the Art of Becoming Wonder Women. And we'll be sharing the links to all the things that we talk about here. If you want to know more about telomeres, uh, just a reminder, we have another episode with Dr. Marcella Young that is super interesting. Look for that. And until next time, have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you, Yemvi. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Women, the podcast. Thank you for being a part of our community. If you haven't yet, join our private Facebook page and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another Wonder Women conversation. Our podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.